the specifics of the incarnational location, uh, the, the place, <laughs> the nature of the realm in which one is born, whether it's um, hell or uh, 3D space-time or sixth density, um, is a reflection of um, the state of mind of the beings there, as well as associated with the consequences of the state of mind of that realm, <laughs> which is very subtle. There's a difference between um, the cause of rebirth in hell and the experience of rebirth in hell. There's a difference between the cause of rebirth or being a wanderer from sixth density or fourth density and the nature of the nature of the experience being in fourth or sixth density, which could be called consequential, the result, the effect of the causes of you know hmm, whatever it is that leads one to be born there. So there's the nature of the cause, and then there's the experience of the result. Um, dimensional incarnation is particularly an experience of the result and um, the result on self and other also. <laughs> and you'll see that there's a very, very subtle mass matter to that um, when we look at Buddhist cosmology. And uh, let, me just send, let me just send these links right now, actually. Um, and so the first one basically is the Wikipedia page on Buddhist cosmology um, um, marked for the section on the hells. And the hells down the page are called Narakas. And then I sent the link to the Wikipedia article on Naraka, Naraka, which is the hells. Um, particularly um, as uh, we find the end of it, or, or just using it at the end. But um, And I'll talk about this more, but in the first link, the Wikipedia page on Buddhist cosmology, on the section in the section on hells, in the first paragraph called Naraka, the final sentence is: the mentality of a being in the hells corresponds to states of extreme fear and helpless anguish in humans. It isn't extreme fear and helpless anguish, necessarily, or not consciously, that led those beings to be born there. It's actually generally anger or harm done to self and other, uh, meaning aggression complex. What is the basis of the aggression complex? The aggression complex generally comes out of fear and a sense of helplessness. <laughs> That's the very interesting thing. So the, the root of the causal basis is the nature of the incarnational experience, which is con the consequence, the karmic consequential, karmic consequence as re uh, incarnational placement. So the incarnational placement in hell is the consequence of the causes. Its experience is fear and helplessness, but its cause was aggression to self and other. But the root cause of that physical, you know, the the, the karmic uh, seed. The, the root of the karmic seed or the basis of the karmic seed is actually fear and helplessness in the mind that leads a person to extreme aggression against self and other that lands them in hell in which they experience more extreme fear and helpless anguish 
which is associated with the basis of their karmic uh, transgression of aggression in the first place, as well as um, a mirroring of the consequence or the effect of their aggression on other, meaning causing fear and helplessness in other. So, aggression lands beings in hell. That aggression is generally associated with fear and a sense of helplessness. It's, it's a reaction against that psychologically. It causes fear and helplessness in the other. And when they were reborn in hell, they themselves experience, experience both you know, the, the fear and helplessness that they both caused other. That was also the karmic root of their, um, their transgression of aggression or anger complex that they had done to cause their in their rebirth in hell. So there's <laughs> there's root and you know there, there's um, seed and fruit. There's uh, root and and branch. There's um, the aggression that lands them in hell, and its cause psychologically associated with fear and helplessness. It's it then leads to the effect of incarnation in a dimension in which they'll feel strong fear and helplessness, which is associated with the cause of that which they didn't want to love and accept and heal and work through in the incarnation, which was the basis of their aggression to other, which also caused fear and helplessness in the other. So you can say that distorted activity forces the other to feel that which we're avoiding <laughs> in that case. Super interesting metaphysical um, metaphysical psychology this is real transpersonal psychology metaphysical psychology so there's the cause there, there's the causal activity that lands one in hell there's the psychological basis of it there's the experience of being in hell that experience itself um, leads these beings to feel what they were avoiding when they covered it or, uh, you know, um, channeled it into aggression to other, causing the other fear and helplessness um, that leads these beings or anyone to go back into hell so that they feel fear and helplessness akin to what they caused other and akin to what they were avoiding in the first place when they were attached to aggression. How about that? And um, Because actually that's what I was thinking when I read this morning, the paragraph on Naraka from Wikipedia um, about, you know, it isn't fear and helplessness that lands a being in hell. It's the channeling, the avoidant, uh, distorted rejection of it, channeling it into aggression of a certain magnitude to self and other that lands them in hell. Yet, when they're in hell, <laughs> what they're experiencing is what they've been avoiding or wouldn't, weren't able to heal. Um, and also what they caused other. And so that's an interesting thing, at least about aggression, which is, you know, aggression is the number one sin, maybe. It's, it's the basis of basically all of the, you know, um, all, all of the Ten Commandments breaking, more or less. There, there's a bit of it. And in fact, aggression and desire are intimately related. As aggression goes down, desires go down. And as one's desires pacify, or the mind becomes uh, well as is, increasingly well as is, desires go down, and aggression goes down too. But it's not fear and anguish, helpless anguish, that leads the people to hell, it's aggression. Yet what do they get there? They get the mind they avoided. 
<laughs> as well as the mind they caused another, which was karmically deserved by the other. But <laughs> that's another story. Um, it's um, the problem is they're trying to um, measure the non-physical experience in years when it really just doesn't work. And because they're Indian philosophers, or that was their training before they became Buddhist scholars generally, um, they think they can do it, but actually it doesn't really mean much. It The, the main takeaway is that the, um, the deeper the hell, meaning the more suffering uh, therein associated with the more distorted the cause, um, particularly the more harmful the um, consequence or the nature of that cause, more harm and less harm leads to deeper or, le or shallower hells. The deeper are experienced longer, the shallower lesser. I think it's like that. And, and you know, Dr. Louise said that, right? That it felt like eight years or God knows how long, right? But if you just fo follow this Buddhist view, you say, okay, which hell was he in? Well, was he in, he looks like he was in possibly, actually, only our Buddha, our Buddha, which is the first, the blister Naraka, dark, frozen, plain, icy mountains swept by blizzards. Something like that. And, or, or Nira Buddha, like that, shivering, even. He was in a cold hell, it looks like. Right, and so, you know, to go strictly and say, which hell was he in? Was he in Arbuddha, Nirarbuddha, Atatta, Hahava? Was he shivering? Was he was her was his were his blisters bursting? Were he shivering? Was he lamentation? Was he shattering his teeth? Well, he's in one of them, it looks like. But is he there two times ten to the twelve? No, absolutely not. <laughs> he, he's there uh, a comparable to human eight years. And so it, it's not a good thing to be too strict on this because some of it really is mythological. Uh, meanwhile, the the principles are right in that um, the deeper the, the the more the deeper the hell or the more painful the realm, the longer the experience sub, the subjective experience within therein, like that. Yeah, on the second page, Naraka in Buddhism. Uh, the statement is made at the end of the first cold, the set of cold hells, quote, each lifetime in these narakas is 20 times the length of the one before it. And, and um, there's a simple explanation. It's the converse of the common sense saying that um, time flies when you're having a good time. Well, time is, uh, time drags on when you're having a bad time, because it flies. It doesn't, you know, it, it crawls when you're having a bad time. And it crawls really poorly when you're having when you're having a really terrible time, and so the more terrible the time or the subjective the, the, the greater the more intense the subjective pain, the longer it is felt to last like that and that also goes very deep because the higher realms are blissful, the formless realms are blissful, six and seven density are akin to blissful, you know. I mean, even fifth density is pretty fine. And time flies when you're having a good time. They're having a pretty good time, beyond good, actually. 
they're having uh, ecstatic, joyful time, and the um, the correlate is that it occurs in a in um, in a flash here, <laughs> in a in a momentary winking, and that's how they can. That's what Ra means. But we're outside of your time, and we can come to you in any of your times, because they're um, supraluminal. They're going fast. They're the the photon is you know higher than three D is supraluminal. Ra said, and that means faster than the speed of light. That means that the experience of time is um, we would say extremely rapid. And that's why people have commonly the out-of-body experience, or experience in out-of-body, or um, even near death, where it felt like they had such a long time, and they look at the clock and three minutes passed. This kind of thing. Well, I think that they're not in the hell realm. And, um, I mean, we. this is the what may be the limitations of Buddhist cosmology. Um... Uh, I think that you, you know it's all pretty complicated. The beings that are going to possibly graduate to 4D negative, I believe, would be those who are what Ra would call negative at the base of their beingness. Meaning, I think that higher self or that their higher self got to sixth density on the negative path. Therefore, the level of beingness, higher self. Uh, would be considered negatively oriented or has uh, that negative orientation inbuilt to the higher self, they, um, if they are progressing uh, towards harvestability to 4D negative, uh, as 3D, what I would call 3D negatively oriented souls, uh, may or may not go to these hells. Uh, because there are other, I believe there are other levels or other realms of the astral plane that are associated with those that are successfully moving along the negative path. They also may, uh, meaning that there's, it's not just uh, the astral city and above positive on the astral plane and the hell realm for those um, that <clears throat> that are probably positive at base of beingness but did harmful action or have so-called negative karma. I think there are other domains available on the astral uh, for those that are um, truly negatively oriented and progressing to 40 harvest, 40 negative harvest. So Orion as 40 negative or akin to what in Buddhist cosmology called the Ashuras, uh, 40 negative is absolutely not <laughs> um, not Kamaloka. And so the Ashuras are surely, the, the, the realm of Ashuras is considered distinct from the hell realm anyway. It's one of the six realms in Buddhism, the Ashuras, or six classes, <clears throat> and um, not the same as hell. So those that are going to become Ashuras may or may not be in the hell realm uh, or they may be but they also I think have other options um, like the realm of black magicians on the astral plane which is perhaps vibrationally similar to the astral city but uh, in a different location
So I don't really know all about that. You see, I think that, yeah, if you look at that um, page, Wikipedia, Buddhist Cosmology, Section Heavens, um, what you see there is in the first one, right, uh, this world, the highest of Kamaloka, um, home of um, Deva Putra, Deva being named Mara, I believe that there is no Mara. <laughs> I believe that Mara is probably either a mythologist, uh, you know, anthropomorphizing um, of uh, an Orion representative or some being that's negatively oriented on the astral plane or negative beings on the astral plane. But um, there are some issues with Buddhist cosmology that are not clear to me or how they would integrate with the raw material or a spiritist perspective. Yeah, Mara as um, the tempter, or um, though the 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 domination. So you see in the first paragraph regarding desire realm, uh, beings born in Kamadatu Kamaloka uh, are all under dominion domination of Mara, bound by central desire. I believe that that's an anthropomorphizing of the fact that beings who are three D repeating could be understood to be bound um, by their sensual desire and, and that's the basis of 3D repeating and again um, sensual desire is, is an old way of putting it or may have been more in play 2500 years ago when humanity was less mentally developed than today while today or um by another analysis of the basis of 3D repeating, we may find, or we may we may find beings, and we may say that beings are bound in 3D um, by more subtle dynamics associated with second, third chakra blockage, which would be any form of attachment to uh, outer seeking or uh, rejection of inner development. Rejection of inner development means rejection of development of green, blue, indigo, and bound to outer seeking means uh, prioritizing or valuing um, physical, emotional, social, um, incarnative um, uh, seeking or gain uh, associated with uh, some kind of uh, psychological self-rejection. Today we have a more psychological perspective on self and on path and therefore on what might bind beings to third density and beings are more mental today than they were 2500 years ago and so 2500 years ago or for a simpler being might be 3.2 right humanity more emotionalist um, beings are mainly stuck by their physical desires today the race being more mental um, spiritual or at least mentally developed um, the basis of 3D recycling or attachment may be much more subtle than that, more associated with, I would say, um, deficiencies in the sense of self or self-unworthiness that lead to uh, outer material social seeking and overvaluation leading to a rejection of the inner working um, that would be necessary for development of green, blue, indigo, something like that. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I, I, I would, 
you know, I'm reluctant to criticize anything <laughs> in early Buddhism. Um, however, um, the diagnosis of the human condition that Gautama presented was appropriate to the people around at that time, which was really quite different than, um, than the world of today. And, you know, also uh, Yeshua, Yeshua came in the middle, right? 500 years after Gautama comes Yeshua. Yeshua probably really did change the metaphysical characteristics of uh, collective humanity. Yeah, actually. He was a world service. He did metaphysically the drop returning to earth with his will, you know, voluntary sac sacrifice, martyrdom, crucifixion, uh, like in the movie, um, you know, The Passion of the Christ, when he dies, a drop uh, falls back to earth. There is something there. <laughs> there is a metaphysics there, and esoteric Catholicism has some understanding of it too, and Islam, I think, also. Uh, the race has been changed for, you know, the race has changed humanity, meaning the, the, co the conditions of consciousness of the collective, are changed 2,500 years hence from Gautama. Uh, Yeshua's influence and work did, I think, significant metaphysical um, improvement, upgrade to humanity, or at least the path out of 3D was opened or widened or um, made more accessible metaphysically in certain very subtle ways. And uh, Mara may well be a, a an archetypal um, anthropomorphizing uh, of the basic human attachment to materiality, to 3D physicality. Uh, but I don't know, <laughs> you know, if there is some guy named Mara, like uh, some guy named Satan. I, don't, I really don't think so, frankly. But Gautama saying I was tempted by Mara, you know, he on the under the Bodhi tree. What did he really say? Did he really conceive of Mara as a being or not? And maybe there was a being, or there is a hierarchy on the astral uh, for those negatively oriented, where there is some being that thinks that it's the ruler of the world. <laughs> right? There are deluded negative beings. They delude themselves, so who knows? Yes, absolutely. I, I Absolutely, both may well be in play. A being who said, oh yeah, I'm Lucifer, I'm Satan, worship me. <laughs> Meanwhile, it isn't, but, um, and there are, there are a hundred other negative entities who would say the same thing. But um, both may be in play. But definitely, uh, the discussion of Ashuras is really limited in early Buddhism, or in, in Buddhist texts. There is discussion later, after early Theravadan, but that's, you know, unreliable. To me. Um, meanwhile, there are some critical principles in there too that are probably uh, true um, that you know later Buddhist adepts came to discover by their inner work regarding uh, higher planes and the negative path or the negatives. But in Buddhism, it there really is not uh, an acknowledgement that the Ashura path goes all the way to Bodhisattva or approaches with Buddha, and that's one of the unique features of the raw material cosmology is that they're saying that the negative path goes all the way up. There is 5D, you know, upper 5D negative. <laughs> uh, but, you know, Buddhism may consider that all Ashura, actually. And, and so there may be even in Buddhist cosmology somewhere um, a presentation of uh, stratification 
classification of multiple levels of the Ashura group. How about that? So, and that may well correspond to 4D and 5D negative. So, anything else before we go? Right. Yeah, we, we do a lot of anthropomorphizing for sure. So, see you next time. Okay, good night. <laughs>